to another edition of the free money podcast i am driving through the hills of west virginia and what better time to discuss the college football games than this with drew franklin and jay and linden guys uh, i just passed some random small town so i could easily get kicked off here because west virginia is known for many things its cell service is not one of them so if i do just keep going and i'll join back Okay, uh, we can handle that. We're excited to have you back from that uh, awesome Lake Placid trip you took. Uh, sure you talked about that on the show quite a bit today? Yeah, you should definitely go to Lake Placid. It's really neat. And I am holding out hope that one day the four of us, me, you, Shannon, and Ryan, can go somewhere and get in a four-man bobsled together. I think, <laughs> that would, yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. world. I am 1,000% in for a four-man bobsled with you guys. I'd say we'd be really good at it, don't you think? Just like the coordination of running it down and jumping in, I feel like we'd be really good. Well, um, in middle school, Browning Springs Middle School, Madisonville, Kentucky, most substitute teachers played cool runnings. I I think I saw it at least five times a month uh, throughout my childhood. So, yeah, I, I think I'm cut out for it. Good. I don't know if that's an appropriate uh, elementary school movie, but I guess it's Disney. I guess it's all right. Yeah. Uh, Anywho. Well, so this is we're, we're taping. Excuse me. We're taping this Thursday afternoon. There's a Thursday night football game tonight. Uh, we had another week, Jay, where all of us did incredibly average to poor. This is without question. If you were interested in this podcast for making money. It, that hasn't been the thing it's been the most successful at this year, I think it's fair to say. I think that we can agree that we're like a, a prize fighter just hanging in there and we're getting ready to do the knockout blow. Drew had a good week as far as the NFL. I had a decent week college. You kind of stunk it up this week, but I know you're going to come back this week. It's all good. You know, I'm the guy you go to if you want to go eight and nine for the week on your bets. And I knew – I knew it wasn't going to go great because I felt like they were too obvious. The 23, the 22 skidoo bet, Drew, it came down to the end. I mean, they were right there, and then Baylor threw a touchdown. I was very, very upset by that. And we almost, as I was almost able to buy, you know, I probably had 200 listeners send me the screenshot. So I need to apologize to all of them who lost their bet. Well, I want to make sure we don't have a negative tone because even a losing record, that's a tax write-off. So we are helping you um, in one way or another. You're either, you're either getting the money now or in April to help you a little bit. So uh, it's not a complete loss when the record's bad. I need to let everybody know something we've talked about. I went into today my first ever Ollie's Bargain Outlet uh, to sort of – I was going to go just ask for the manager and cuss him out, but I did not do that. I felt like that would be rude. And I have to say, having gone in them, Drew, I can now see why they don't have a website. It really looks like Ollie's Bargain Outlet kind of seems like you just went into somebody's basement and they put everything out and said, here, let's sell all this stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. They kind of, I don't think they keep track of their inventory. So I don't know how they would have a website. It's just, if it's in the store, you can buy it. So I guess that's kind of what they go for. Where, did you, like every- where did you stop at one? 
in Harrisburg. That's where they're from. And it was right next to where I was. And it, what's weird is like everything is in the same boxes. Like there's a box of Twinkies and it's next to a plunger, which is next to motor oil. And it's like, why? They don't even try to separate things by like what type of product it is. Yeah, I think the, the garage slash basement comparison is pretty accurate. Had I known, then it would not have gotten my investment. And it shall not get my investment again as soon as it makes the money back so that I don't take a massive loss like I have so far uh, this week. Anyway, uh, Jay, I guess we should get started. What is our first game? Our first game, and I wanted to let you know, I actually reached out to Ollie's on Twitter to try to get him to sponsor the show, and I'm still anxiously awaiting their response. Oh, so they did not respond. Well, all the more reason they are my official arch enemies. So the first pick, and this is just how this year's gone, but I wanted to bring it up, his four-star pick, Phil's four-star pick this week, the game was actually canceled. The Oaken Bucket game, Purdue at Indiana. But, Matt, I know this has been uh, kind of a thorn in your side. I thought I'd bring this up again. Indiana took in $270 million in November in gambling money. They profited $27 million in November. That's uh, You know, it is outright – it is an absolute travesty that our stupid legislature is so hung up on nonsense and they can't get something easily passed. They're in the re if I could tell you, see, I, I'm going to give a little secret. I know why it wasn't passed last session. The only reason I haven't put the people on blast is I want it to get passed this session. But I, Drew knows this. Other people may not know this. I was kind of behind the scenes working on this. Not just as like something was for. I was calling legislators, talking to them. I had, along with a couple people, a coalition about ready to pass it. And then something stupid got in the way. And I'm going to tell you this. If it doesn't pass this time, I'm going to tell everybody what stupid thing happened and put some people on blast, Drew Franklin. Especially now uh, where we're in a crisis and need every penny we can get. Uh, I know one of the early excuses, but it's, it's just not that much money. It's not going to make that much of a difference. I think we could find a place for $23 million in Kentucky right now. So uh, I hope they, they look around the room and realize this has to get done because it's, it's desperation at this point. And the thing is, most, most of the people, Jay, most <laughs> Come on, get it out. It's like a piano. <laughs> yeah, let it play through. We can't hear a word you're saying if you can hear me, but it's a great piano chord he's got going on there. Jay, while we wait for him, did you? But they're worried. Totally think, lost him. Yeah, I think we lost him there. Jay, did you have any strong Indiana thoughts? We'll continue on until he can pop back on. Well, I actually, I wrote down this stat that I'll, I'll say while Matt's trying to get back on. I thought this was pretty impressive. Indiana's year. Indiana is 3-0 against Penn State, Michigan, and Wisconsin this season. In the last 60 meetings before this year, they were 3-57. and Wow. So kudos to Indiana's year in football. Yeah, and uh, they're 8-0 against the spread. So if you've been an Indiana backer, you've won every single week. Whereas on the opposite, had uh, you know this game happened, their opponent, Purdue, they're 0-5 uh, before this. Uh, looks and like Matt's joining now. Maybe he'll still carry in his rant. There he and is. Drew, what's funny is Phil was going to pick against Indiana. Oh, was he? Of course yeah. he was. All right, I'm here. I, do, I did audio only. Hopefully this will help. All yeah. right, what's the first game? First game, 
His three-star pick is Appalachia State at Georgia Southern. This is the first time that the Sunbelt Conference Championship has not had Appalachia State. This year, Louisiana and Coastal Carolina are in the championship. Appalachia State is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite at Georgia Southern. You know what? program is good when every time I hear people talk about how good Coastal Carolina is, they're always like, they beat three ranked teams and Appalachian State. Like that in and of itself is, is so much more impressive. But uh, I'm going to take Appalachian State. I don't know anything about Georgia Southern except I think they have a good baseball team. So I'm going to take Appalachian State to uh, cover. Uh, I did a little digging on this game and they look pretty evenly matched teams. It's just Georgia Southern is down a quarterback. His status is unknown. And the backup has played the last couple games and has not looked good. So I'm going to assume they're still rolling with a backup QB and App State will cover uh, just on that. I am going to go with you guys as well. And this is actually, Phil not only has this as his three-star, he has it as re his revenge pick because Georgia Southern has beaten Appalachian State the last two years in the regular season. So Phil has Appalachian State by 17. I'm going to roll with that, too. I'm going to butt in with some breaking news. And all you... four. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, we have Duke basketball no longer playing non-conference games. Coach K got his wish. So Duke is shutting down all non-conference games. Per Jeff Goodman hoops on the Twitter machine one minute ago. Wow. Well, that'll be interesting because I think that will put a lot of pressure on these other schools to do it. I mean, Duke, I have my own thoughts about what a whiny snot Mike Shevsky is, but you know, they should, in my opinion, they should not have started this season. I think that was a big mistake. And now Mike Krzyzewski is really going to, you, do you think college basketball in general will shut down now? Uh, I don't know. Jeff's tweet actually says it's the plan could change on down the road. I don't exactly know what that means. It seems like if they're shutting down, they're shutting down. But I mean, if there's only two programs that could, could start that move and, and it's Duke and Kentucky and Duke just did it. So we'll see. Well, I can tell you this, John Calipari is not going to want to follow what Mike Krzyzewski did. So Calipari may come out and say he's going to play three times as many games <laughs> just so that he can be different. So that would uh, be a good move for him to pick up all of the games Duke drops. Be like, oh, we'll play all those for him. Wow. Interesting news. That'll be interesting to see how that all uh, uh, plays out. All right. What's next? Next game is Phil's two-star pick. Wisconsin and Iowa. Iowa's currently ranked 16th. Again, this is just how this year has gone. Wisconsin is two and two, while Iowa is five and two. Iowa lost its first two games of the season by a combined total of five points. Wisconsin comes off that loss to IU in that low-scoring 14-6 affair last week. You'll have – right now, this has moved, too. The spread's moved. Iowa started as a one-point favorite. Wisconsin is a one-and-a-half-point favorite right now. So I was thinking about this when I saw this was a game, Drew. Iowa and Wisconsin have both been pretty good at football for the last 15, 10, 15 years. I was thinking about, I have no memory of ever watching one game that they have played. And I know they're good. And I know that they, they've been in important games. But can you think of an Iowa or Wisconsin football moment that you have ever had, you have ever, like, gotten into your soul at all? 
Usually I catch the first quarter because they're on at noon and I have a bet on it because it was one of the first games of the day and I haven't really gotten into the, the better games yet. So I'll, I'll catch a kickoff of a Wisconsin game, watch a few plays, but that, that's about it. I think Iowa, Wisconsin, and Purdue, the three of them play each other at noon every day. They all three just get on the field and then decide to, to use their names. So I have no idea. Every year I feel like Iowa and Wisconsin are about the same as they are this year. If you're telling me I get a point and a half with Iowa, then I will take Iowa. Um, but I have very little knowledge. I just remembered we watched Wisconsin versus Ohio State in a bar filled with smoke in some random town on the road. I don't even know what trip it was, but uh, somewhere around Clemson maybe. Does that ring a bell? I think they were like undefeated that year. It was a good oh, game. I think – know what i think that's a very good memory look at yeah. you I, can, I, think our I, travels. Yeah. I think i still have the cigarette smoke in my hair from that place three years ago uh yeah. this this game is going to be like 13 to 10 uh, um put me down for the under i don't even know what that is but 44 oh yeah i'll take that um i have no idea i guess i'll go wisconsin just because i thought of a fond memory that's all i got i, I think the spread is perfect because both these teams are going to struggle to score you know, sometimes on YouTube, I'll dial up Wisconsin because they do the jump around, you know, and I always wish we had something cool like that. So yeah. just for the jump around, I'm going to go with Wisconsin and Drew here. Phil has Wisconsin by three. By the way, don't ever let – let's not suggest that to Mitch. He'll have everybody doing the Macarena or something. <laughs> uh, is this thing. a game where we could potentially see the opponent in a bowl game? Well, I think we're getting – I mean, every, I have or heard – The winner in a bowl game, excuse me. So how about some – would you like some free money podcast scoop that I'm going to leave right here, Drew Franklin? I yep. won't even talk about it on the show. Okay. Kentucky is going to find out their bowl opponent. Like the SEC has told everyone they're not finding out their bowl opponent until the day after the SEC championship. But they have told them the one – they have told teams kind of to be ready and they have told Kentucky to be ready for either Wisconsin or Iowa. Well, there we go. Guess we'll have so, to keep a close eye on this game. So actually, that's a very, I'm glad you said that. That's actually a very good point. That um, doesn't mean that's who they'll get, but they've sort of told them, because, you know, coaches want to prepare that Wisconsin and Iowa, and I would assume if they did that, that would be a Music City Bowl game, um, although I'm not <laughs> sure about it. Uh, yeah. By the way, I, you were talking about being in a bar in Clemson. Are you like me, Drew? Do you remember events by where you and I were when they happened? Like, I will always associate Kobe dying with that sports bar in Iowa, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, especially big things like Kobe's death. I'm, I remember sitting – I remember where we were on the road, and I was in the van when I saw it on Twitter the exact second. So, yeah, and sometimes I, we've been so many damn places. I, have, I need a few minutes to figure out where I was, but it's usually associated with something. Yeah, because you and I, we have experienced the world's tragedies at one Big Ten game of the week <laughs> at a time. <laughs> What's next, Jay? You know, for Kobe's death, I was coaching a middle school basketball game at St. Albert. Shout out, St. Albert. We're going to get into SEC schedule, Matt, and if listeners have listened this, this year, they know you're good at big spreads in the SEC, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts on these games. First game is Alabama at Arkansas. Alabama scored 55 points last week on LSU. The most points ever scored in LSU before that were 47. Alabama had 45 at halftime. 
The spread is Alabama minus 32. So I like this game a lot because I like Arkansas, and here's why. I think Alabama just doesn't want to get hurt. They, they really probably wish they didn't have to play this game. Um, but they just don't want to get hurt. They got to get through, get to the championship game. You know, in the ACC and Big 12 and all that, they're not even playing the game this week. Third, I, I thought to myself, if this number is more than 24, I'm taking Arkansas. I'm kind of surprised it's 32 and a half. I think that's more just based on how badly they crushed L, uh, LSU. So I'm, I'm going Arkansas. It's the rare pick against Alabama, and I'm going to go further. I like it a lot. I actually think Arkansas will put up enough points that beating them by 32 will be impossible. I actually don't hate your logic there. It's just I got to keep riding the Alabama wave until it, it bites me. It's just – I mean, we're the free money podcast, but it is literally free money every Saturday betting on Alabama in that first half. So I'm just going to keep doing it. But I could except see the scenario – Except against Kentucky, we were the one <laughs> That's exception. That's true. Actually, I didn't bet them that week, so my streak continued. But uh, I, I do think there's something to uh, what you're saying about how they might just want to go in, kind of stay safe and get out of there. But I, until Alabama beats me, I'm going to keep taking them. Drew, I'm going to have to agree with you. You and I have ridden the first quarter, first half Alabama bets all year long. Um, but this is a good – I wouldn't bet this game in a million years, but I'm going to take Alabama here. All right. Just remember – when Arkansas covers, that I stuck it right in both of your faces. I, I don't hate the pick. I, if it were any team but Alabama and their streak of like 95 straight first-half covers, I probably would have joined you. Next game we have, and I don't know if I saw this coming, number nine, Georgia, at now number 25, Mizzou. Georgia's 7-1 against Mizzou since Mizzou's joined the SEC. If you remember last year, Georgia beat Missouri 27 to nothing. But Mizzou's been a juggernaut on offense. The last two games, they put up over 600 yards of offense. Georgia's a 13-point favorite. Over-under, here's 54-and-a-half. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised about a couple things. First of all, you know, we they only scored 14 on us, and our defense played pretty well. And that was right before they went on this insane offensive explosion. Um, I like Missouri to cover here. I don't know if they'll win. Georgia's offense doesn't put up a ton of points. I know Missouri's going to score. I don't know how many they're going to score, but they're going to score some. So I'm going to take Missouri to cover. I don't think they win, but I think they keep it respectable. I agree with you. I think they could win. I, I'm not, not going to bet that or go out on a limb and say it's going to happen, but I like Missouri to cover. I talked a lot of trash about Missouri before the season, even during the first couple weeks with the new coach that had only been a head coach for one year at App State. I thought they were going to suck. But they've been really impressive. Uh, let's see. It was, they lost to Alabama and Tennessee, and then they're 5-1 and one since. I believe they're undefeated at home. I think they keep it within two touchdowns. I disagree with you guys. I think Georgia sees they can get in a New Year's Day Bowl, and um, they're going to be focused in this one. So I'm going to roll with Georgia and, and the 13 points. Next game, as of right now, is still scheduled to, to go. <laughs> Tennessee at Vanderbilt. Um, Tennessee's been outscored 122 to 26 in the second half of its past six games. Against Florida, Tennessee played three quarterbacks, none of which were Jared Garantano. Tennessee's a 16-point 16 16 favorite right now. 
Yeah, I like Tennessee here because, first of all, I don't even know who's coaching Vanderbilt right now. Uh, I have no idea what state that program is in. I think they got like six players. I think Tennessee needs to feel good about themselves. And there is a lingering stench of Tennessee lost to Vanderbilt a lot of years in a row. And it still bothers. Those guys are still on the team. So I think Tennessee puts a beat down on Vanderbilt and covers. I'm going to surprise everyone and take Vandy. They're not afraid of Tennessee. They had that four out of five or whatever it was a few years ago. Tennessee hadn't even scored 20 points in their last five games. I don't think they're capable of scoring enough to cover this spread, even if Vandy's not good. So I'm going to take Vandy to cover. And God forbid Vanderbilt somehow win this. It might be the happiest day uh, of the year for me because that will be the absolute rock bottom for that program. Tennessee pissed me off last week with their backdoor cover at the end of the game. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with with Matt here. I think Vanderbilt's had the COVID issues. Um, they're the, the coaching and everything. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Tennessee um, with Matt. Before we move on, did you all hear about the Vandy play-by-play guy? Yes. Well, he wow. died. Right? No, no, no. He showed up. 23 years he's been their play-by-play guy and showed up to the coaches show hammered and was interviewing the interim coach and was asking the same questions and slurring and then they just had to stop the show and he resigned oh is that what happened to him yeah 23 years i I saw he was stepping away for personal reasons so that's what happened yeah uh they the audio doesn't exist i mean they didn't put it out obviously but you know some fans were listening and tweeted about it but apparently he was just wrecked trying to interview the new coach and checked himself into rehab but crazy the audio doesn't exist because no one listened to it so no one taped it I, I, I to be honest though if you're gonna be Vanderbilt football's play-by-play guy I think you gotta drink a little bit don't you well when I first heard this I thought you know Nashville's a drinking city people are constantly drinking in Nashville so maybe he had a happy hour and walked over whatever but apparently it was just slurring out of control and saying the same thing to where he couldn't even put the show together. So I think it was uh, – Wow. Imagine if you're the interim coach and, like, you're getting to do your first radio show and the host shows up just plastered, slurring his words. That's got to be crazy. Well, everybody says, I don't know that guy at all. But everybody – I saw a lot of people comment and say he was a wonderful person. So I hope he gets – I hope he gets the help he needs. Yeah, and he, he was very, you know, no excuses at all. He said, I have a problem. I'm going to get it taken care of. So, hopefully, he gets, gets himself. Along going. those lines, uh, did you see that Marty Brenneman got a job calling Puerto Rican games? <laughs> no. Does he yeah. have to go to Puerto Rico? I don't know. I did, I, but, I mean, that's really – I mean, it's, he's kind of like a Brockmire situation, right? I mean, this is a dude – like, what he said was bad, and I think he should have gotten fired. But it is kind of amazing. This was a dude that before that comment was on NFL games and on the was the Reds play-by-play guy, and now he's going to be doing Puerto Rican baseball. All in the span of the same year, same calendar year. Not like this was some, you know, five years later he went to Puerto Rico. He, he In 2020, he started the year as the Reds guy, the NFL guy, and ending it in Puerto Rico. Well, I think I told you. I was listening that night. I was watching the game. And I remember going, I didn't ju- he didn't just say that, right? Like, he didn't just say – like, I got on Twitter and was like, he didn't just say that. I mean, 
and then, of course, he did. And the play-by-play call of that home run has to be the strangest thing that's happened in a year of crazy stuff. That's on the top of the list. Very talented, though, for him, mid-apology, to get in. What was the famous line? Castellanos, the long fly ball, Castellanos, three-run homer. And then he just went right back to it. It's crazy. All right, what's that? Oh, by the way, well, I'll save this for a little later in the podcast. Who's next? Next game, I think it's a weird game, LSU at Florida. Uh, LSU's guaranteed a losing season for the first time since 1999. Um Florida, in my opinion, has not put together a complete game. It sounds crazy, but I, I don't know that they've had one game where they've start to finish done great. Um, Florida's a 23-point favorite right now. I was listening to Paul Feinbaum, which I haven't listened to very much since they won't let me on it. It still makes me mad. But I was driving today, and they had on this guy uh, from, from Baton Rouge who wrote the story about what's going on with the behind the scenes. And it sounds like the LSU program is like Lord of the flies right now, like compared to where they were one year ago, where they were like dominant winning a national championship. And now they've got players quitting every couple days. You've got the, the sexual assault pro- uh, issue. And then apparently it all started because they skipped practice to March during the Black Lives Matter stuff, and Orgeron yelled at them, and, like, they've not forgiven him since then. Again, if you want to talk about people who just have a collapse, who was more on top of the world than Ed Orgeron? And now, like, it's all falling apart. That's all a long way of saying, I'll take Florida, because it sounds like LSU might have me, you, and Jay showing up (laughs) to play Saturday. Yeah, it's really crazy how the national champion with that record-setting year, just, you know, not even a full year later, everything is falling apart. There's all kinds of allegations on Twitter. If you want to just search LSU and scramble through that mess. And for that reason, I'm taking Florida. Florida kind of has the the Alabama thing where they want to get in and out, but I still think they uh, light it up against LSU. Man, I really don't know what to do here because, I, Matt, I think some of what you talk about for Alabama is going to go here with Florida. Florida's already guaranteed to be in the SEC championship game, and they might want to shut stuff down. Heck, LSU players might feel like they're playing to be on another team. I, I'm going to roll with Florida with you guys, but I don't feel great about the pick. Yeah, they, they, they were talking about one of the players. I heard the guy say on Fine Mom, he told Orgeron he'd decide whether to play tomorrow night. Like, <laughs> he's going to. Tell Orchard on Friday night whether or not he's going to play. Like, that just seems crazy to me, but, you know. Got to see what kind of mood he's in. Yeah. All right, what's next? Last SEC game of the week is Auburn at Mississippi State. Um, Auburn needs this game if they want to go 500. Um, Auburn's a a six-and-a-half-point favorite right now. You know, this feels like the kind of game – that Mike Leach will somehow win. Like, he shouldn't win it, but it just kind of feels like he might. And I also think if he does, Gus Malzahn might be done. I'm going to take Mississippi State. I think, of course, this may look stupid. They might end up losing 50 to nothing. But this feels like the kind of game he wins, actually. Even when he loses the ones he's supposed to and he wins the ones he shouldn't. I'm going to take Mike Leach and Mississippi State. Uh, I'm right there with you. I don't think it's crazy, but I I just can't bet on a team that's been as big of a mess as Mississippi State has. 
Uh, I'll take Auburn here to cover. But I will not be shocked if Leach, you know, somehow has a 400-yard – his quarterback has a 400-yard game and they win this. Matt, you and I have been kind of lockstep with uh, Leach popping his head up sometimes to get a win. So I I looked this up too. I'm taking Mississippi State. This is also our boy Phil's underdog play of the week, Mississippi State. Well, they've quietly been playing better. I mean, they're still not – still not good but they're quietly been playing better so I, I like that one just out of curiosity not that there would be any reason to say this i'm not saying but what do y'all think of joe moorhead like what do you mean as a person no just as a coach or coordinator like what do you think of him um it would come back to bite me, but I, I don't know that that would excite me a whole lot. He failed pretty bad in Starkville just last year. But, you know, he did good things at Penn State before he uh, became the head coach. So, Jay, are you a Joe Moorhead guy? Isn't Joe Moorhead a visor guy? And he always wearing a visor on, <laughs> he the, is a, on the sideline. He is so, a visor. I don't know, man. I'm not a big visor guy, but um, I don't know. I need an exciting pick, and that, that one wouldn't do it for me. I don't I want the guy. I, I just asked you what you thought about him. I, I agree know. with I agree I, with Drew. I would, you know, I, you know. Sometimes I just like to ask you, like, what do you think about Matthew McConaughey? What do you think about Joe Moorhead? I'm not. I, I was not saying. I'm just saying. Not not a fan of Joe Moorhead is my answer in that scenario. All right. Well, I hope that's not a sentence that ever gets brought back in uh, in a different stage of our lives. Who's the, what's next? We're going to pick the Army-Navy game. The Army-Navy game is this week. Navy leaves the series 61-52-7. and seven. Um, I, You know what? I thought about this. I could name some famous Navy players, Roger Staubach, Napoleon McCallum, but I couldn't think of a famous Army player. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know of a famous Army player. You know, Navy had won something like 15 straight games until like two years ago. And then has an Army won like maybe the last two or something like that? And Army is a seven-point favorite here. Um, this game is being played on one of the campuses, right, for the first time. I want to say maybe it's being played at West Point maybe for the first time since before World War II. I could be wrong about that, but I do. I, I know it's being played on one of the campuses. I think it's being played at West Point. Like, and I think the name of the stadium is like Dippy Doo or something. Like, it's like a weird name. Like, maybe it's not Dippy Doo, but there's, there's some. I don't think some Navy would sign up to play at Dippy Doo. Not those two. Look up, look up what the name of the Army Stadium is. I'm telling you, I, 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 I think it is. It is like some weird name. And I think that's where they're Mitch, It's Mitchie Stadium. Mitchie Stadium. Mitchie, and the game is at, the game is at West yeah. Point. The Mitchie Stadium. That's kind of like Dippy Doo. Um, it feels like to me this game is always close, uh, at least in recent years. Um, so I'm gonna, if you're giving me seven with the midshipmen, I'll take it. I interviewed Army's uh, coach on my ESPN show, and he seemed like an app. Actually, you know what? Flip it. I interviewed Army's coach. I liked him. He seemed like an affable fella. I'm going to flip it, and I'm taking Army to cover. 
Uh, I'm going to have to go Army, too. Uh, I usually root for Army in this game. I didn't know anything about either one of the coaches, but since you just uh, endorsed one of them, uh, I will go with Army as well. You know, guys, I dug deep on this one this week for you guys. So Army or, or Navy is actually in a conference, correct? So Army was, is an independent. They had trouble getting games. Their record, Army's seven and two, Navy's three and six. But they did have one common opponent, Tulane. Tulane beat Army 38 to 12. Navy actually beat Tulane 27 to 24. Because of that and because I'm getting the points, I'm taking Navy here. That's fine, Jay, but you don't just come into Mitchie Stadium and think you can get a win with your little with your little uh, whatever offense they run. Don't you worry about Army. They've played plenty of games. They get a, they poop things harder than what you are. So don't you worry about Army. And Matt, your favorite person's gonna be in attendance at the game. I heard Donald Trump was going. That's very exciting. Hopefully he'll concede while he's there so we can move on. All right, next game is North Carolina at Miami of Florida. North Carolina is currently ranked 17th. Miami of Florida is 10th. Um, I think Sam Howe, the quarterback for North Carolina, has been overlooked this year. He's got 26 TDs, 3,100 yards. You'll have talked about Tierra King. He, he has 20 TDs, 2,300 yards. Miami is a three-point favorite right now. Speaking of people I've interviewed, Drew remembers that exciting, captivating interview with Manny Diaz when I hosted the Fine Bomb show a few years ago. He was something else. Um, and with that knowledge, I'm taking the Hurricanes. If you, if it, this, I'll tell you what, this will be my Army Miami pot, uh, parlay. We'll call it the Matt interview parlay. If, if, if you bet Army and Miami on mybookie.com as a parlay, and it hits, then I will buy you a dinner at KS Bar. So we need to name it something besides Matt interview. What's a good Army? Uh, Mitchie. Mitchie. <laughs> the Mitchie parlay. That's right. M-I-T-C-H-Y hashtag Mitchie parlay. If you bet it on mybookie.com, the promo code there, by the way, is free money. If you bet Army and Miami, and it hits, I will buy you uh, dinner at KS Bar. I'll give you a gift card for a free dinner if uh, the Mitchie parlay, because I like the guys I've interviewed coming through this weekend. Uh, I'm not going to parlay it, but I, I'm going to agree with you. Um, I was wondering, do, do we know what kind of turnout we got on the 22 Skidoo? Did you see a big response? Where I got – I got about 200 people sent me the screenshot. Uh, tell me this. I'm going Miami here, but what was the spread again? Three. Yeah, definitely at three for sure. Um, I've liked the Hurricanes all year, although North Carolina has been very good. I'm going to roll with uh, Miami. I feel like this is where I get in trouble with my relationship with you guys. I wrote down this as my bet of the week, North Carolina. Ooh. I, I think Miami is not great on the ground. Um, North Carolina has two running backs that might eclipse the 1,000-yard mark. I think North Carolina outscores Miami here. I'm going with North Carolina, and I'm going to call my bet of the week. I don't have any free restaurants. So you're really, you really have the audacity to make your bet of the week go against the Mitchie parlay. Like, that's, that's the kind of thing you're going to do. Like, we bring you on this podcast, and next thing you know, you just poop on the Mitchie parlay right while I'm in Charleston, West Virginia. 
I just feel like Drew's title for this podcast is to be the demise of Jay and Lyndon. It's the over. Parlay just gets no respect. Uh, by the way, on a separate note, Drew, in Pennsylvania, Big Cat and Dave Portnoy are on every billboard. Like, every no. billboard. Well, uh, I think I saw they're coming closer to Kentucky and Lawrenceburg, so they'll probably make their way down this way on billboards, too. I mean, they are on every billboard in Pennsylvania, and it's the two of them, both with, like, crazy looks on their face, like, whoa, you know, and, like, so, so our, it, they're, the Lawrenceburg, that's owned by Penn, so they, are they naming that bar stool, too? Yeah, and that's very close to home, so I'm sure they'll, we'll see lots of Big Cat and Portnoy over in our area, too. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's one of the pin, pin places. All right, let's do two more, and we'll go to the pros. All right, we have Illinois Northwestern. In the past three seasons, Northwestern has finished in first, last, and then first this year in the Big Ten West. They're 14-point favorites against Illinois. Yeah, I think Northwestern is going to win, but they are looking ahead, I would say, to the championship game. So I'm going to take Illinois to sneak in and cover. Uh, I do think they're going to be looking ahead, but I think they're going to be doing it. They're going to be sharpening their irons, getting everything ready so they can go in and uh, beat Ohio State. I think they look good in this game and win big. Matt, I'm going to agree with you here. I, I think I think Northwestern wins, but I think they're going to get caught looking ahead. I'm going to take the 14 points here. Drew always looks looks past Lovey Smith. It's been one of his biggest weaknesses. Always. Illinois, uh, we held a gold medal there from a, a bobsledder. Did we just go full circle? I think she was track. Maybe she was bobsled. I thought it was winter. Maybe not. Either way. That's right. You and I – Illinois-Michigan game, we held a gold medal. And we uh, were standing – spent way too much time talking to Dan Dockage. That was quite Oh, a, I quite forgot a, about that. Yeah, that was quite a night. All right, what's our last one? Our last game is Virginia at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech has lost four games for the first – four games in a row for the first time under their new coach. It's the first time they've done it since 1992. Virginia Tech is a three-point favorite over UVA. Uh, I saw something today that Virginia is is likely to opt out of a bowl game, which means this will be their bowl game. Nothing rallies a Cavalier like a chance to beat the Hokies, so I'm going to take Virginia in the upset. Uh, I'll join you, and also I'll also take Virginia, but more importantly, I looked it up, and it was a bobsled medal. Wow, good memory. Asia, Asia Evans. I actually saw that picture just the other day and was thinking about that day because that was a that was that was a fun uh, a fun trip that or fun game there. Illinois, I think, came back and upset Michigan. Dakich's kid played for Michigan and we taunted him. I think a little bit maybe. Um, what what do you got, Jay? And I feel like Virginia Tech has to win that. I'm I'm going to take Virginia Tech there. All right, there you go. All right, well, then we're going to take a break here. Before we do, just remember, you go to mybookie.com, use the promo code FREEMONEY, and we will make it to where you can gamble on games, and I'll give you double – well, I'll give you 50% of your money free. So you put in $310, then I'll give you 155 free. That's how it works. It's very easy, and you can put in the Mitchie uh, parlay with Army and Miami. Whatever you need, it's right there at mybookie.com. 
The promo code is free money. Get your bets in with my bookie. Now, before we go further, what is your, uh, Jay, what is your Louisville restaurant of the week? I don't know if you've been here, Matt, but it's going to be Goose Creek Diner. And I say that because this place, they've kind of done what KSR does, is they're having family meals that you can get to go. And since I don't live in Lexington and I can't go to KSR, and I actually show your advertisement for the baked potatoes, which if I was in Lexington, I would opt into your all's KSR or KS Bar baked potato deal. KS Taters. KS Taters. But Goose Creek is affordable, and my family's been able to eat there a lot over COVID, so I wanted to give that place a shout-out. Uh, Goose Creek Diner on Goose Creek Boulevard. I've eaten there. That is very good. That's a very good call. Um, we, uh, As far as our stock tip of the week, I feel like every time I'm going to give a stock tip, Drew, it, it, it like it re- manifests itself before I can give it which is not what you want. But here's my tip, okay? Next week, they have to add uh, Tesla to the S&P 500, okay? And in order to do that, they have to get rid of some other, uh, of some, like, all these funds that, like, based on the S&P, they got to buy shares of Tesla. Now, I hate Tesla because I hate Elon Musk. I think he's a goober, and most of the people that like him annoy me. But with that said, there's going to be a huge run next week on Tesla stock because all these funds have to get it by Friday in order to make their, their uh, in order to have the percentages right. So I say if you buy Tesla today, by next Friday, it's going to be worth more and you can sell it. And then if you want to keep it, that's fine, but you can get rid of it next Friday. I will guarantee you, Jay, the Tesla stock will be worth more next Friday than it is today because these funds have to buy it by next Friday when it joins the S&P 500. I like it. I don't know if you looked at my uh, IPO recommendations today, but they are going through the roof. Airbnb came out at 68. It's at 145 right now. Yeah, the problem, though, with with those IPOs is unless you're able to get it at 68, like you're not able to get the big benefit. I'm mad about DoorDash. I've been talking about DoorDash since June. I got my cash ready this week to buy it. And then it like doubled before all us regular folks could even get near it. I've had that on my calendar for months. We didn't even stand a chance. I don't like IPOs. I don't like it. It's it's, it's rigged against common people. You can't can't buy it when it's cheap. They only give it to like Joe Schmo. By the way, I did read an article that basically said DoorDash in like two years will be worthless. (laughs) <laughs> so like if you have those stocks sell them immediately. I, I, actually it's going to be the opposite they're getting away from walmart's new amazon prime delivery runs through doordash so every walmart will have to use a doordash yeah i, I, I read the article it was bloomberg basically said it was bloomberg i think i think it was bloomberg said it will end up being the the biggest fake uh company because every single sale they lose money I will say right now, I, I think it'll be good long-term, but it is way too damn high. If it had come out at 92 or what is projected, that's fair, but it, it'll never uh, be what it is now. Who would have thought we'd be arguing business on this show? There, stocks. Uh, there you go, stocks. All right, uh, what's, what, let's, let's do some pros here before I got to run. What's next? We'll do Phil, Phil Steele's four-star pick of the week, New York Jets and Seattle Seahawks. Man, what do you want to be Adam Gase? How many times have you seen that play run over and over? Will he ever go to get another coaching job? 
no. Seattle is a 13 and a half point favorite right now. You know, the Jets have been sneaky competitive. I mean, they lost, and so it's easy to make fun of them, but they've been sneaky competitive. Now, the question is, does losing last week just make them quit? Like, they had the win. Now do they just say, ah, forget it. So I'm really torn on this. I, here's the thing. I either think this is a game that comes down to, like, a field goal or the Seahawks win by 40. I'm going to say the Seahawks win by 40, so I'm going to take Seattle. But I, I, I think the Jets are sneaky competitive, and there's no fans in Seattle, but I'll still take the Seahawks. Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks here. Um, I, just, I, li- I like your rah-rah speech for the Jets, but they're still the Jets. And at 13 and a half, I think the Seahawks cover that. 14 or more, I'd stay away. But 13 and a half, I, I, I can handle that. Matt, your rah-rah speech worked with me. I'm going to take the Jets. Might even tease it to 19 and a half. Phil went the other way, which talked about Phil has Seattle uh, winning by 23. All right, what's next? His three-star game, Indianapolis Colts at Las Vegas Raiders. Um, the Raiders are 7-5 and five despite their 28th in the NFL in points given up. Right now, Indianapolis is a three-point favorite. So the Raiders and the Falcons are the two teams I would never bet this year because I have no idea what they're going to do. They should have lost the Jets, as you mentioned. Indianapolis, I believe, is 5-1 and one on the road against the spread, which is a number I don't know why I know, but I think I heard it somewhere over the course of the last few days. Um, I think the Raiders might be close to done. So I'm going to take any – and the Raiders have been better on the road than at home, so I'm going to take Indianapolis uh, to cover. I'm also taking Indianapolis. Indianapolis is good, and with the Titans losing last week, it kind of reopened the door for them to win the AFC South. So I, I think they finished the season strong. That would be a competitive uh, race in the AFC South, and I think they cover here. Indianapolis is 4-0 after a loss this week, so I'm going to go with you guys too. I've, I've really liked Indianapolis a lot of the year. I think they're a good team, so I'm going to go with Indianapolis there as well. Phil, though, is going against us. He has Vegas by seven. Yeah, Phil's drunk. Let me ask you a question. Do you, Drew, do you, do, what happened to the Titans last week? Didn't they lose? They lost by like a thousand. I was driving and listening to various games, and all of a sudden it was 28 nothing Cleveland. What happened? I, I wanted to bring this up before we started making our NFL picks. For the first time in my life last Sunday, I don't think I saw a minute of the NFL. I don't know who won a single game. The Jets play you are talking about. I don't know what that means. When the Titans went down three touchdowns, I went upstairs to do the pregame show with Ryan and never looked at a TV again that had football on it. We had a basketball game that day that, of course, went south. So I'm like you. I, on Monday, I see the score, and they lost by six. I still don't have a clue. I've never gone back and looked. Yeah, they did come back there at the end sort of oddly, but that was a weird a weird score. I, you know, since I started that ESPN NFL show, I've watched every week of NFL since. And this is the first one I didn't see one play the entire time because they didn't have a TV in our cabin in Lake Placid. So I didn't watch one second. So maybe all our picks will be a lot better this week. What's next? That's a great segue because Phil's two-star pick is the Tennessee Titans and Jacksonville Jaguars. Right now, Tennessee is a a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Six times this year, though, Tennessee has let their opponent score 30 or more points in one of those games was a 
33-30 win against Jacksonville in week two. Mike Glennon is just – you don't want to mess with Mike Glennon. That's what I've learned over the years. He's got the longest neck in football. No, wait a minute, Mike Glennon, hang on. He's with – is he with Jacksonville or is he with the Jets? Uh, I think he's with the Jaguars, yeah. I think he is too. That's yeah. why I don't know why I let myself get confused. I think he, he does is. have the longest neck too. That that's the only thing I think about when someone says Mike Glennon. Well, they signed him with the Bears and then drafted Mitch Trubisky so they could have a lot of suck all together at once. Um, but but you are you are correct. He's getting his third start this week. Glennon is. He, he's played well the last two weeks. So I think the Jags cover on the Titans. I'm not going to say they win, but I think they cover and uh, do one for the neck for the Jags. Uh, before I make my pick, I want to let everyone know I've been wrong on the Titans pretty much every week, including last week against the Browns was my favorite of their uh, spreads all year, and I lost pretty much every penny I had. So I'll try to do better this week. I also like the Jags. I'm a little worried my Titans are a fraud. The offense is great. Derrick Henry's killing it. Receivers are killing it. Tannehill's killing it. But the defense is really bad, and they keep ending up in these shootouts. And even though it is the Jacksonville Jaguars, I, I think old long neck might keep them in it. You know what? I, I think Tennessee gets right here, and I think they roll. Um, I'm going to take Tennessee here. I hope you're right. Jackson doesn't believe in our necks. What's next? Next, we're going to go with a big move on the board. I want to see your thoughts with this. This is going to be Sunday night football. Pittsburgh at Buffalo Bills. This, this spread started off Pittsburgh minus two and a half. Now the Bills are favored one and a half. What do you guys think there? Well, this is a tough one because I, I kind of have waited for Pittsburgh to lose, and I, I thought this would be their loss. And then, of course, they went and lost before. You know, they, they had to play a little later. They're, they're upset about the scheduling and all this. For the Bills, this is – a huge game for them just also just as a franchise marquee Sunday night football give me Buffalo to win by 10 and have people say hey the Bills could be a Super Bowl contender uh I'm gonna join you I'll, I'll let you put me through a table if it happens actually no I don't know why I said that I would not let you do that but I'll join Bills Mafia with you I think they're good and I've been shocked at how quick they turned that franchise around with Josh Allen I, I think they're a real contender Matt, I, oh, we're all going to be in lockstep here because I almost like your 10-point there. Uh, Josh Allen is legit good, and I'm big Buffalo here, big. Yeah, I like – this would be one of those games I might, like, do the thing where you can, like, make it harder on yourself for better odds and put, like, Buffalo my, plus, minus six or minus seven because I think there's a chance they run on Sunday night. We'll see. Do you ever get sick of them talking about how the Miami guys open their champagne after the loss because they're undefeated? I, hate the I, get so, I get so sick of it. I hate the 72 Dolphins. I, I, I honestly would – I mean, I'd root for Duke and Louisville to go undefeated just so those old guys have to shut up. I hate their champagne. I hate everything about it. All right, well, Matt, we're going to go to Monday Night Football, which should be a good game now. Baltimore is at Cleveland. So this game started as a pick 'em. Now Baltimore's a two and a half point favorite. 
So this feels like a game that Baltimore wins because people have kind of given up on them. Lamar's back. Uh, Cleveland is nine and three, and I just don't think there can be a world where Cleveland goes ten and three. So I'm going to say Baltimore wins and covers and reminds people that, hey, they're still good, even though they've not been great with RG3 as quarterback. Uh, I'm going to take the Browns. They really put it on my Titans. So uh, they're coming in hot. Uh, on the flip side, the Ravens look pretty bad. And I'm starting to wonder if teams have just figured Lamar out because he went from unstoppable to teams have done a pretty good job containing him. Um, I'm starting to think the, the Ravens are spiraling downward. I thought they were going to be a playoff team. They're going to be out of the playoffs and everything. Give me a uh, Cleveland covering here. By the way, if you ever want to be on ESPN, all you have to do is have a strong Lamar Jackson take because that's all anybody ever wants to talk about. When I sit down Saturday, I'll sit with the producer and they'll go, all right, we got to talk about Lamar Jackson. What segment do you want to do that? So, Drew, you're already set right there saying teams have figured them out. What do you got, Jay? Here's a stat for you. This is the first five-game win streak the Browns have had since 1994. Every other team in the NFL have had at least three five-game win streaks in that time period. But I'm going to agree with Matt that's here. A, I, I think Baltimore gets right. I'm going to I'm going to go with Baltimore. That's a bad, that stat is amazing, actually. All right, let's do two more. We'll call it a day. What's next? The, Drew, this makes me sad. Dallas at Cincinnati. Net in Week 15, Dallas got flexed out of this Sunday night game. It's the first time ever that the Cowboys have ever been flexed out of a, of a game on TV like that. The Red Rifle rolls into Cincinnati to try to get some sort of revenge. Dallas is currently a three-and-a-half-point favorite. That's got to bum you out, Jay. Like, they only play at Cincinnati once every eight years, and you're not going to get to go. That's got to stink. You know, I went last time in Cincinnati. One of us terrible. That's the worst place to be. A noon game in Cincinnati are the drunkest people in America. And when you're an opposing fan, it's not fun. Yeah, that does stink, though. Once every eight years, and this is the time you don't get to go. Uh, when this when this schedule came out, uh, Abby was so excited. It was going to be a Christmas present. She got her deck her Dak Prescott jersey ready. Uh, got her what? Her Dak her Dick Prescott uh, jersey ready. Okay. And yesterday, I was like, well, we can still go. I mean, tickets are so cheap, you can just walk in. And she gave me this, like, saddest look. Like, she couldn't even be bothered to go see the Cowboys right now. Yeah, it is kind of a bummer. Uh, by the way, I, I still have my Reds season tickets for this year. You want to talk about a desperate group of people. The Reds season ticket holders, try, Reds season ticket sellers, trying to keep you from not from withdrawing your money for it. They're like, listen. We're going to be able to have people at the games, we think. I mean, don't worry about it. It'll probably be okay. It's got to be tough selling tickets right now. Um, I guess I'm going to take Cincinnati. I don't even know. I, I, I don't, what's the quarterback's name? Bob Leachman or something. What's his name? The Arkansas guy. I don't. I forget his Finley? name, but we, we concluded he went to Arkansas. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I remember that. Well, whatever his name is, he's going to cover this, and the Bengals will uh, get the cover. Uh, yeah, we've all seen Andy in that stadium. I can't believe I'm picking the Bengals to accomplish anything, but the Cowboys are just so terrible. And, I, I mean, I'm looking at Jay right now. He's deflated just listening to me say that out loud. 
Uh, but I'm going Bengals. I want I want Dal- Dalton to win and ride off in a horse. Like, could you <laughs> see him victorious riding a horse through Cincinnati? I'm I'm going with the Cowboys here. Let's go. All right, one more. All right, the last game we're gonna do here is Kansas City and Miami Dolphins. Kansas City's on a seven-game win streak. Miami's on a four-game home win streak. So we got two streaks going. We're streaking here. Kansas City's seven-point favorite. I like to cheat big here. Parlay, Schmarlay, Tarlay, because they now can get the one seed. Miami is overrated. I mean, they're fine, but people act like Tua is the second coming. He hasn't really done anything. I would tease this with every game on the planet. The Chiefs are not only going to win, they're going to win by a lot. This is Kansas City huge. I agree with you. And this is the first year only one team gets a bye, so it's important to be on top. Uh, I think they're very motivated to finish this year strong. They're going to kill them here. Matt, I 100% agree with this. And you already told everybody this is Thursday night. I'm actually going to tease this with New England tonight. New England and Kansas City t- tease that tonight. New England, uh, New England, they play the Rams, right? Yes. Yeah, I've been focusing on the Rams, so I'm interested to watch this. Well, Matt, well, you've been on the road. You might not know that it's Austin McGinnis' time. They activated him for tonight. Oh, he's playing tonight? Yeah, I can't believe Jay's taking the Patriots with Austin McGinnis making his debut. I did not know this. I did not know oh, that yeah. Austin McGinnis got – Well, they haven't officially said he's starting, but they announced that Matt Gay is injured. He's questionable, and they activated McGinnis. And uh, DraftKings added McGinnis about 30 minutes ago. So, the Rams haven't said it's him, but he's, he's, he'll be on the sideline. Wow. You know, they, has there any team in history had more injured kickers than the Rams this, this year? It feels like every week somebody new getting injured. Good for Austin. Well, now, Austin on national TV. That makes me happy. Well, Jay, Drew, thank you all very much. Thank you guys very much for listening to the podcast. You go do the Mitchie Parlay, Army in Miami. Uh, if you send it, you remember, the rules are you got to send that to me with with a screenshot and the hashtag Mitchie Parlay. And, uh, well, don't ha- you don't have to hashtag it. Just send me the screenshot, and uh, that way I'll have it so that I'll know that you, I owe you a dinner. We will see you folks later. Appreciate it.